Ed, was that date okay for you? The, uh, I usually go to the deacons and ask for the communion date. That's okay. I'm just a trimmed down version of uh, Pastor Rodney. He was supposed to do it tonight, but uh, he, I'm filling in for Pastor Rodney is what this is. And uh, he had a very hectic day, so he's... Uh, needs a break and I had a message all prepared and I ask you to be ready in the book of Luke chapter 2 and the book of Matthew chapter 2 and this kind of applies both to the new year as well as what our Lord Jesus Christ and his family went through uh, right after he was born and I, I, I call your attention, first of all, to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Now, uh, as soon as this is over, Rodney is going to come up to me and say, why didn't you use the, the PowerPoint? Internet's down. So we can't get the Internet up. So there's one more passage you wanna, might want to look at in your Bibles. It's called the, the Book of Maps. In the back of your Bible, some of you have the book of maps, and you'll be able to appreciate a little bit about what uh, Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus had to go through. Beginning in Luke chapter 2, uh, it's not specifically said, but it's the law. It's the law, and they, uh, Mary and Joseph, obeyed the law implicitly, so we we find ourselves in Luke chapter 2. Let's start reading in verse 21. And when the eight days were accomplished for this circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The circumcision of Jesus, eight days old, if you write in your Bibles, at the eighth day, every male has to be circumcised. And this can be done locally. So he was probably circumcised in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is three to five miles south of Jerusalem. We go on in verse 22. What happened next? And when the days of Mary's purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This is their version of the baby dedication. On the 40th day, they would bring their children to the temple. They would offer a sacrifice according to, according to uh, their bank account. They might, they might offer a lamb. And in this case, they offered a dove. That's how poor Mary and Joseph were. Reading on, and it is written in the law, verse 23, Every male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man was just. He was devout, devoted, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the birth of the Messiah. 
and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. It was promised him. It was promised him that before he dies, he will see the Messiah. And here he is being fulfilled. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. Again, the Holy Spirit had him to happen to be just, just, uh, he just happened to be there. No, the Holy Spirit led him there and led him to the temple at the same time that Mary, Joseph, and the baby were there. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, that's the baby dedication thing, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, he took the baby Jesus, 40 days old. He took him up in his arms and he said this, Lord, now let thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I'm ready to die. That's what he said. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this moment. Now, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. I'm waiting and now I can, I can die. It's okay. Death is a true blessing, especially to the elderly. And here in this, in this point, uh, he'd been promised looking forward to something. He had the hope of seeing the Savior. We, we have that hope too, by the way. We have the hope that we will see Jesus in our future. Could be before the night's over. We have to live our life as if it could be. Verse 31. Which. Verse 31. Which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. He is a light to lighten the Gentiles. And a glory to thy people Israel. That's both types of people. The, the Gentiles were the non-Jews. That's us. And then it says, and to thy people, Israel, he is a light to lighten our path and to look forward to getting there as well. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, behold, Mary, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, Mary, a sword's going to pierce through your own soul also, that, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Well, wow, that's quite a testimony. That's quite a blessing. He, he just said, Mary, this child's life is going to bring you much, much grief. But then eventually, as in many of our hymns we've been singing, Eventually, uh, this morning, the, the, the song uh, that was sung up here, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the hymn now, the one that Marcia sang. Where's Marcia? Yeah. Huh? Alexa, 
Okay. Now, they sang what? Mary, did you know? Okay. Now, that, that was a tremendous blessing to many of us. Mary knew. But life goes on. There's routine. There's things to have to do with a baby and with a toddler. And, uh, but Mary knew. But did she realize or know that her, her son she gave birth to had to die? We're not sure of, of her emotions with that. My son is going to grow up and be crucified on the cross. Now there's another man here, another person in the temple. And there was one Anna, not a man, a woman, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Aser. Now most of the tribe of Asher was taken into captivity, never to be seen again. But some of the godliest survived. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. It is believed that she was anywhere from 84 to 100 years old. And the Spirit of God is upon her. Hmm. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years old, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she, coming in that instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spoke to him, to all them that looked for the redemption in Israel. And when they had performed all these things, according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee. There is, there is a parenthesis there. Luke tells it a little different than, the, than Matthew. Please turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. What was next? Step by step in the life of Christ, in the life of his, uh, in the, the times of his childhood, what happened with him? I want to start reading in verse 9, chapter 2, verse 9. And when they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Some of the, the movies I've seen and the TV shows I've seen trying to explain this, they try to explain it away in a natural way. No, this was supernatural. This was the Lord guiding this, using this store, moving it through the heavens for the wise men to be able to find uh, the child. It's finally stood over where the young child was. Now, you, do you see the word young child? That's the word used for toddler, not for baby, infant in the manger. We celebrate, we celebrate Christmas, and we even use a manger. We use it, it's the tradition, it's a celebration, and we go with it. But when we look at the true words, this was a young child, a toddler. And when they came into the house, they didn't go back from Jerusalem after the baby dedication. They didn't go back and live in the, the stable again. They no doubt went back 
and lived in a rented home. The word young child, toddler, could mean two years, but what did the wise men say? We've been following it. We've seen his, his star for two years. It is believed that baby Jesus was two years old, living in a house, rented. Joseph, helping out at the local uh, carpenter shop, and Mary raising the child. Hmm. So, what do we have? Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He was circumcised eight days later in Bethlehem. Forty days later, he, they walked to, they, worked, they walked the five miles, three to five miles to Bethlehem, where he was baby dedicated, where he had the prophets of, the prophecies of, of uh, Simeon and Anna. Then they walked back to Bethlehem. That's where the wise men found him two years later in, in a house where he was a toddler. We begin to then, we, we stay in verse, chapter 2, verse 12. Let's go on with verse 11. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. They fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, that he was king, to be king of the world. Frankincense, that he was divine, that he was a priest, and that he will be our high priest. Myrrh, meaning he will suffer, meaning he will, he will uh, be, be killed and buried. It's, a, it's a, something you spread, you put on a body after it's, it's dead. The full package, good and bad. The full package that the wise men brought, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they were going to be able to live off of for a long time, that gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But Mary and Joseph were, uh, were uh, going to be warned to take a long trip and to stay there for some time. And they had the finances now, and I am sure, I'm sure, that they didn't see the full package Many of us, we take the good and we want to leave out the bad. No, we all have the full package, good and bad. And I point that out to you. Starting in verse 12. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way, the three kings. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. Another 60-mile trip. The child, two years old, they're going to go across deserts and mountains and valleys, and they've got to, they've got to go to Egypt. 
why Egypt? There was a very large Jewish settlement there. Probably there's, there were several, but the one scholars believe they went to is a place called Alexandria, Alexandria, Egypt. And how long of a trip was it to have them walk the 60 miles? 60 miles from here to State College? You want to try walking that and see how long that takes? Brother Rick, you go there all the time. Am, am I right about 60 miles from here or more? 49.8. Thank you. And they departed into Egypt. How old is, is Jesus at this point? Say it, Jack. He's two. Two years old, and he's walking to Egypt. Now, we don't know if there's a donkey involved. We don't know if there's a, a wagon involved, pull, being pulled by a donkey. That's never said. But still, Mary, mothers, Mary with a two-year-old, walking, uh, walking 60 miles, walking from here to State College. Uh, you can see how difficult it is. In a sermon a couple weeks ago, why can't, wh why can't he make it easier? Is what some would think. Mary, can you see Mary saying, hey, this is your, your son, future king of Israel. Can't you make this easier? No. No, he's not going to make it easier. He expects us to get stronger. Struggling causes us to get stronger through our struggles. And he arose, verse 14, and took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And he was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I have called my son. Now, this point here, this is really going to get some of you upset with me. A few of you. I've said it before and you got upset with me. It is a historical fact that Herod died in 4 B.C., 4 B.C., before Christ, the year 4 B.C. How is that possible? Jesus is two years, nine months old in 4 B.C. And some of you have gotten upset with me, and I don't mind you being upset with me. I'm just trying to challenge you to understand. Josephus, probably the greatest Christian historian, writes in his, in his histories that this king, this evil king, died in the year 4 B.C. Jesus was probably born in the year, this is going to throw you, in the year 6 B.C. Now, I don't mind going back to the original. He was born in 1 A.D. and he was, he was crucified in 33 A.D., and we, we preach it and teach it that way just for simplicity. But truly, if Jesus was born in 6 B.C., what year was it when he was crucified? Huh? Right around there, Jack. You're right. Very good. Thank you. And, but it's, to me, now this is just my personality, it's just fun to think about. They made their calendar six years off. 
They made their, the Romans started their calendar and they just missed it by six years. So really right now, what year is it? 20? Jack? Yeah! Boy, we'd all be younger. We'd all be younger. So next was the flight to eat, was the flight to Egypt. And of course, the Bethlehem children were murdered. Every child two years and under killed, ordered killed by King Herod. Verse 16, when Herod, when he saw that he was mocked by the wise men, he was exceedingly angry and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coast thereof, all that area. Kill every child or male child maybe that is two years old and under according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet saying in Ramah, where was there a voice heard lamentation, crying, screaming, yelling, great mourning. Rachel, weeping for her children, would not be comforted because they are not. Now, having said that, I wanted to think of, look up this Rachel thing. Rachel is the wife of who? Someone? My mind's too tired. Who's, let's see. Abraham? Isaac, Jacob. Okay. This isn't her county. Benjamin is not in her county. But when you do further study, Rachel died there outside of Bethlehem. And that's what they're going by. Where Rachel died, that's also where all these children were going to be murdered. Now, I have brought this up before in years past. How many male children are there in a tiny little town like Bethlehem uh, two years and under? Not hundreds. Two years and under male children. But still, one child's enough to have grief for. But 10, 15, 20 in a small little town, much the size maybe of, of East Freedom down there, Still, the angel got Jesus out of town just in time, brought to Egypt. Let's start looking back again in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, we want to start reading in verse 40. And the child grew... And became strong in spirit, in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. The child grew. Huh. We don't hear too much about from ages 2 until age 12. We don't, we don't see that too much. And uh, maybe Jesus brought to Egypt, then goes to Nazareth after the king died. We don't, we don't know what happened from age 2 to 12. But socioscientists say 
that a, a child's personality is formed by age six. A child's mental faculties is formed by age 12. Not that he's going to know everything, but he's going to have the capacity, the desire to learn. That's why, parents, your parenting is so critical. So much depends on, on your parenting. I'm in chapter 2, verse 40 again. And the child grew. In Nazareth he grew and became strong in spirit filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. This is a 160-mile round trip, not as the crow flies, but there were certain areas you didn't take your family through, and Joseph was, was careful and safe. They would, they would go to the east up, the, up the, uh, the Jordan River and then all the way up and then cut over the, to the, the west again and, and go, into Jer go into Nazareth. There were campsites everywhere. There would be hundreds and hundreds of campers on that, camp on that road. And we, we'll, we'll see this right here. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12, they went up to Jerusalem again, 80 miles one way, 160 miles one, one round trip, over a week to get there. But it was a, it was a family time. It was, it was, some of the, it was the best times these, these kids had. Life's boring in Nazareth until you, get to go, until you get to go camping again. Now, they didn't have campers. They slept out under the stars, and they made little pup tents and all. But this was a wonderful time for children and for Jesus. And when they had fulfilled the days, verse 43, they returned the child. Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother didn't know about it. Again, so many people, maybe so many cousins, so many boys, so many children there, they got one, they got one day's travel. One author today I was reading said it was probably Jericho, the, camps, the KOA in Jericho, okay, where they set up their camp and Jesus, Jesus, and he didn't answer. And I think they went up to uncle, to the uncles. There's he has uh, his uncles and cousins, and he said, he said, hey, have you seen Jesus? We thought he was with you. No, he's not with us. And they searched the whole campsite and couldn't find him. So they had to go back again. They spent one day out of Jerusalem, going north back home. Mary and Joseph spent another day walking back. And then here, they're going to spend a third day looking for him in, in the streets of Jerusalem. What is Mary and Joseph thinking? We've lost the Son of God. 
What can we do? Watch with me. Verse 44. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolk and their acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the middle of the doctors. These are doctorate degree people, probably Pharisees. Both hearing them and asking them questions. Now, we've got some bright children in our, in, in our church. As I, as I spoke this morning, a product of godly parenting and godly teachers in, in the children and youth ministries. But this is Jesus. How much did he know? Did he know it all at age 12? Wow. Verse 47. All that heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. How old is he? Let's remember that. He's only 12. And when they saw him, parents saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Don't you know that I must be about my father's business? He was a 12-year-old making God's business his supreme business already at the age of 12. And they understood not the saying which he spoke unto them. And he went down, down means Anytime you're in Jerusalem, you go down in any direction. It's on a mount. So you, they, he went down to, uh, he went home again with them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. There are 18 silent years that we know nothing about his upbringing. He obviously learned how to be a carpenter from dad. He had a strong work ethic. He no doubt was uh, in the tabernacle often. Don't know anything more than that. There are stories that even as a child, as a teenager, he would heal the sick. He, would, uh, he took a, a dead bird, picked it up, blew on it, and it, became, it came alive again. Those are stories, extra biblical. Those, that's not biblical. But those are just stories that people made up of, of the boy, Jesus Christ. He grows up. Those are all the things that were next, next for him. Things that we sometimes overlook when we're studying the life of Christ. My message, what happened next, is the title but I want to turn it around. First of all, what happened next? What happens next here with us? What's the next thing to happen? Riley, that's what's next. It's going to happen. The rapture is going to happen or God's a lie. God's a liar. 
And after that seven years of tribulation, the book of Revelation uh, on earth, and after that, and after that, Armageddon, and after that, the millennial reign of Christ, and after that, the white throne judgment, and after all those things are going to happen. That's what's next for us Christians. But the New Year's challenge again. What's next for you? What's, what's the next thing for you? And my challenge to you is to make 2020 a year that you change, you, you change up your oil from this morning's message. You, that you fill up on the Lord and you grow closer. Make this a 2020 year that you grow closer and closer in knowledge and wisdom of the Lord. That's what I want to challenge you to be next. And in our church, to grow, to help, to help us fill the pews, to get our loved ones saved or at least back in church growing in the Word of God. That's what's next for us. Lord, I ask you to bless these people individually. We ask you, Lord, to bless our church corporately. We ask you, Lord, to use us in mighty ways to help people. In Jesus' name, amen.